0: episode 21 of the click for culture podcast my name is freddie lloyd your host as always i want to thank everyone who's taking the time out of their day to join us and to listen to our podcast i mean a lot of you are quarantined don't have much to do so i'll take the pity the the petty listens but no in all seriousness uh, again thank you for uh, joining us and also um i hope everyone's staying safe i hope everyone's healthy Hope to see you guys or hear from you guys once we step out of this quarantine thing. Um, It's been a weird, weird, weird times, especially for creatives or entrepreneurs. um, For my fellow Americans or my neighbors down south. Uh, I know it's hard for you guys, especially the ones that are stuck home with only $1,200 for the next few months to fend with. But we're here with you. Um this episode was recorded with Premium Pete. I'm putting a little intro to this uh cuz uh, we started off right off the bat with him. We I didn't really have the time to do an intro of him or the show. We just started off the conversation and I and uh through Zoom so the sound might be a bit off at first but then uh I found a way to to record with a mic and it sounded a lot better. Um Premium Pete for those who don't know. Was a longtime contributor of the Combat Jack Show. Combat Jack being one of the pod fathers, as we call him, of hip hop podcasting. Uh, he died, uh, I think, about two years ago or a year and a half ago, if I don't, if uh, my memory serves me right. And uh, like I said, Premium Pete was a contributor on that show. And for those who don't know about that show, uh, they probably inspired one of your favorite podcasts such as maybe Joe Bunn Podcast, Brilliant Idiots, um, and many others that are part of the Loudspeaker Network and other podcasts that came after that. So if you get the chance, uh, go look, that, look it up, uh, The Combat Jack Show, and, and also look up for, look out for Pete's show, The Premium Pete Show. It's a really interesting show. And he's a really cool guy, um, very interesting character. He's lived a few lives, done a few things, been a few places. And uh, yeah, I, I reached out to him and he was cool enough right away to, to to accept the invitation and he came through. So I won't keep you too long. Uh, be safe. Wash your hands, wear your masks, wear your gloves, and we'll see you on the other side of this quarantine thing we're going through. All right. Peace. <laughs> you been man
1: i'm I'm good man thanks for reaching out i think the uh power of the internet is is strong and what i mean by that is uh sometimes people are afraid to reach out i tell people as long as you reach out like for me it's more of like and i don't mean this only for premium pete i'm talking about like just my knowledge of like like it's the way you reach out and you reached out very uh you know you seem and i can already tell right off the bat like, like a cool smooth dude uh, respectful, nice, uh, uh, creative, you know what I mean? Um, but there's a way you reach out and, and I think that, and I'm not a basher, you know what I mean? But I'm, I, I try to help people, but there's only so much you can help. But I had someone reach out to me yesterday and they're like, yo, I see you
0: had Paulie Walnuts on your own show. I'm a big fan of Paulie Walnuts. Please connect me with him. <laughs> and, I'm like, and in my
1: mind, I'm like, yo, what's your name? Where are you from? Who are you? Mm. How'd you, you know, like it's like. It's like, and then I second, like, this dude is like 80 years old. Like, why would I tell him, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we live in a world where, and I don't want to say, like, I'm a firm believer in helping other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I've even helped people who are bigger than me. Um,
2: I've helped people who are more successful than me. I've helped people, uh, man, when I mean help, meaning like, try to add value, try to uh, make a connection, try to do something
1: for them, Um, not wanting anything in return. Um, but I think it's like a relationship and I just got off the phone with one of my friends, he owns a sneaker store in Cincinnati, his name is Matt, you know, the store called Corporate. Real heartfelt dude, somebody who breeds relationships like I do, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean that the corny and cliche things in life are the most, you know, important things like, you know, like relationships, like think about it. You got a relationship with me for years, you know what I'm saying? Um. You know, you gotta think about it. It's like you're able to like call me up by, yo, you know what's in the MD yeah, no problem, I'll call for you. That's not something you could do in in, in 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 two minutes, you know what I'm
0: saying? No. It's it's about building a relationship. I think I think these um the way I reached out to you and the reason why I reached out to you is because uh I mean I've been following you obviously through podcasting and and on Twitter for a minute and then uh I don't remember what I wrote and then I was like, you know I was just telling my friend the other day we're in a weird time where everybody's on the same level. Yeah, yeah. We're at yeah, home yeah. right now, figuring out what to do and how to stay relevant or how to reach out to people one way or another. So I'm like, why not, man? You know what I mean? Like on a regular on a regular basis, you might have been busy right now, and I probably wouldn't have t- t- taken that chance. But I was like, at right now everybody's on the same level, so let me just reach out, see if he's free, and we go for it, man.
1: Yeah, and I think it helps also breed confidence and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not again, I want people to know who are listening and watching. It's not about only premium peak. Yeah. It's breeding confidence, it's breeding confidence for any anything. Anything you do. You know, I think like you mentioned the the, the state of the world we're in right now. You think about it, a lot of people are home and yeah, we're on the same level. But I think a lot of people, including myself, are gonna have to figure out new ways how to do more things. Mm. Um and 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 I think that People, you know, become a creature of habit and they want to get into like, you know, like everything they do. And it's, it, you're going to have to change. Like, there will, things will go back to normal, but then there'll be new normal. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if you know a certain way how to make money, you know, I'm, I'm in an industry where I know not only podcasting, I know because of podcasting, I've been able to do so many other things. And now certain things like events or this, things like, it's like, oh, well, hold up, that may freeze up. Hold up, that may freeze up. So now you, like, got to, I wouldn't say only staying relevant because I don't like to chase that. Yeah. Even though, because I feel like we live in a world too where it's like everyone wants people to stay relevant forever. And that may not be the case. It may be like, yo, I appreciate what he contributed or what she contributed. um, And if they never did anything else, God bless them. Because there's so much of a puzzle of people. Life is like a puzzle, you know, And, and, and whether... You know, it depends what pieces are you know are involved, and that create and make your puzzle. Yeah. So you know, um, but yeah, man, you know, I think uh, it's important to to gain confidence. I'm not saying you don't have confidence, but meaning like to continuously gain confidence. I mean, look, you know, most of us are used to certain ways. The world is going to tell us you got to go do something a different way now, even a little. i like, ah, oh, man, you know, but you got to do it, and in the end, it'll make you. You know uh change you know breeds confidence change you know change breeds a lot of um when you don't want to do something i think that eventually things work out the best you know what i mean because you're like i it's not like you know this is not your fault this is not my fault you know what i mean and um it's a tough world but i feel like you know people will be able to maneuver and i think it's important to not just not just stay relevant, but to continuously evolve and continuously reinvent yourself and continuously learn more. I'll give you an example without going too much on a tangent. Yeah. Um, Early days of the Combat Jack Show, we didn't make no money. Three years in, and I learned how to, you know, I learned about podcasting. So I said, fuck, if I can't make money hosting, you know, because it was like really like, which is crazy because it's only 10 years ago. And then you think about it, three years into it seven years ago. And and I'm like, holy shit. It's like, it's not that long ago, but Hmm. it was unheard of for like somebody to give money for advertising because they're like, "Eh, we don't know. We heard about this podcasting. And at that time I was still working like, you know, some night jobs and stuff, but I was also learning about other stuff in the business anything i've been in you learn about who's over here who's here yeah. how do you learn about sound how's the sound how's the mic what mics are good what mixes are good do you know how to edit i never learned i never took it i always had editors and shouts to all the people who have edited you know shows that i've been involved in and and, and and have throughout the years but it was perfect time to learn about the business yeah and how it moves and how it operates and same thing in sneakers i've learned who's here Who who's at nike who's that underarm who does this? Who does this? And then you learn about these people, and then they become your peers, mm. become your colleagues, um, and they become your friends sometimes. And, and and I think I focused a lot on that because I wasn't only worried about the money. Um, and us not making money so quick helped me; didn't hurt us. Even though people were like, "What do you mean you didn't make any money?" You know what I mean. But it like it, it, I, I it really tired. showed. Yeah, yeah, it showed us how important it was,
0: man. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And I, and I mean, we started off real quick. But for those who don't know, tell tell us a, a bit um, how you how, where you grew up. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Um, what kind of family and what kind See, of? I grew up. In, it's yeah.
1: funny because I grew up. I grew up. Um, New York is 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 a blessing, and then also a weird. There's a weird thing about New York, and what I mean by that is like I used to say like dudes are so confident and if New York breeds you know that you can make it here you make it anywhere all that shit and I believe it yeah Um, it really grows you up to be like a for most people, like a soldier you know what I mean And, and very aware and very very you know knowledgeable but also a lot of dudes never been off the block so people will tell you about everything and they never been anywhere you know like I remember like kids I grew up with I remember when I started doing the Combat Jack show again that's only 10 years ago yeah okay I remember them being like, I remember, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm going to be a host on this Combat Jack show. You know, he's a former entertainment lawyer. We got a couple other people, Just Blaze is on it, Dallas Penn, you know. And and I remember my friend saying like, um, pro you didn't go to school for radio or broadcasting. Who the hell wants to hear you? And I was like, no, nah, nah, you know, I think, I, you know, i actually been doing it for a couple of weeks. And people are messing, people, you know, excuse me, people are messing with me. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, how much are you getting paid? And I was like, uh, nothing. And he was yeah. like, yeah, man, you're, you know, cut it out. And I laugh at the same kid because, you know, podcasting is, is, is to be considered even like a pioneer, to be considered, you know, um, somebody to help open them doors um, to have a, had a, a voice and a hand in something so legendary and rest in peace to my brother combat jack mm. um you know is an honor you know what i mean um and you know i, I remember you, you, your question was kind of like tell people of like who you are right or, yeah. or, or, or what was your question yeah because like it's like, i know, from you know your oh, where i came from so yeah so so I, you know i grew up in brooklyn and 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 because of And the reason why I mentioned how dudes are very knowledgeable and and, and teaches you this, but a lot of them haven't been off the block. The reason why I say that for is because a lot of the worlds and buckets I've been in, um, sneakers, podcasting, just New York lifestyle, you know, streetwear, really took me around the world. I tell people, like, don't look at somebody like you or this. or Oh, he does a podcast. Say he's a podcast. No, because because of podcasting, so many doors can open. Yeah. Because of because of owning a restaurant or because of owning a T-shirt brand, uh, not me. I'm just to give an example. Many doors can open. You can meet somebody and you know they, you know, do things with them. And you know, because of podcasting, I mean, so many doors. I mean, I traveled the world. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I grew up. Uh, I grew up in Coney Island, which is weird because i I grew up in an Italian family, a very, a very knit, close, big um, caring, honestly, uh, a loyal family. Um, you know, I used to tell people like somebody would get a little job promotion. There'll be 30 people on a Tuesday with a cake. And, like <laughs> a tray of lasagna, a tray of baked ziti, a tray of like chicken parm. And, um, it was helpful because when, when I had a daughter and I didn't really know where to go at sometimes I'd go to movie theaters, go to playground. I'll bring it to my family's house. And, yeah. um, grow her up in that and they really helped her because just it's not normal for everybody you know like meaning to you know sometimes too much like right? there's a lot of girls that i've been with and different things like you go to like someone's house it's like every weekend like some girls like all right we went to your mother's last weekend you know you know it's like yeah. always something going on you i know, know exactly what um, you.
2: Yeah.
1: but italian kid but i always credit coney allen uh, which is at the bottom of the map in Brooklyn. Yeah, right by the beach. Um, thorough, very thorough. If you ever look up, Coney Island is a thorough. You know, it was a melting pot. Yeah. I always credit it because the normal Italian in Brooklyn either grew up in an area where it was very segregated. So me growing up in Coney Island, and the crazy thing is, I got the best of both worlds because when I was fourteen, I did wind up moving into that area. Okay, and when I say that area it was Bensonhurst, Brooklyn.
2: Oh, and
1: and I give example, I remember people telling me, like, yo, Pete, you can't, you can't be hanging out with these people. And I remember I was like, what people are you talking about? Yeah. Because these are the people I grew up with. You know what I mean? I grew up with a Russian dude, a black dude, Chinese dude. You know what I mean? We used to play video games. play play uh, uh, Sega Genesis. I am mean, maybe showing some of my age. You know what yeah. I mean? We will play Super Mario Brothers, play Castlevania, um, play uh, Mega Man, um, you know, uh, play Contra. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Punch Out. And punch Out. Oh man, I was, I mean, I was addicted to Punch Out. Um, off the beast. Um, you know. But anyway, you know, uh, um and it really showed me like a, a melting pot, a melting pot of families on the block. Um, also break dancers at the time, you know, which I eventually learned how to um become a break dancer. Um and just break, I would say, you know what I mean? But graffiti, you know what I mean? Like like drug dealers and tying mobsters. And, and it gave me a diversified look at, um, you know, life. And when I grew up, my father, you know, this is another thing that sucks for people. And I'm sure a lot of people could relate. When I grew up, my father, uh, he worked three jobs. I'd never seen him. Mm-hmm. and And that always bothered me. But meanwhile, this guy wasn't doing, this guy was trying to just put food on the table and take care of us. And I kind of like didn't have a father growing up. Yeah. I never seen him. I mean, by the time I was in bed, you know, he, yeah, he would come his. home. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's um, you know, I remember that it was a uh, you know, it, you know, the relationship I have with him now is so special. So, you know, I say to myself, like, you know, I'm honored and glad to have that. Um, you know, especially a lot of the internet who follow me, who know, you know, like through my stories or, you he's always drinking wine and singing, a great guy. Um, and I'm glad I have that relationship with him because when I was young, I didn't. Um, but my mother was always close to me. So, and they were loyal family, man. I grew up and, you know, I was a wild kid at a young age, you know, I love graffiti. You know, I love, I didn't really love school. I was always in trouble. So um, up, always a good part of your life from
0: an early, from a-
1: Early, very early, man. I mean, literally, it's fucking funny to even say this. And I'm never against, like, meaning like, I know who I was and what I was and how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I should, I would carry a, a boombox on my shoulder, walking in the neighborhood, people
2: looking at me, you know what I mean, right? Um, rock the bells, listening to LL. It's crazy, man. Like, life is like, like, life, you, so many people don't take times to acknowledge like where they
1: gone or where they, and maybe you're not where you want to be, but don't ever forget where you got where you have gone. I grew up with a boombox on my fucking shoulder listening to LL. I'm I'm cool with LL. You know yeah. what I mean, Like Like it's 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 like mind boggling to me. You know what I'm saying, Like Like you know, I remember my sweet sixteen. I mean, my my daughter's sweet sixteen. Like I asked him, like if I was making a video for him with a bunch of different people. He sent that over in a quickness, man. Yeah. You know, and and and, and to have his friendship, and you know, he admires, he sees what I'm doing, and you know, and and and, and to be considered, like you know, like, happy holidays, you know, how yeah. you doing? Like it's an honor, you know. But yeah, I remember walking in the streets, like you know, hip hop. Hip hop was everything to me. Hip hop was everything from you know, from smoking plans, from when Wu Tang came out to early, from when KRS. Like I was a big fan of BDP, KRS One. Mm-hmm. Uh, love's gonna get you was one of my favorite songs um you know i grew up around neighborhoods like i said it was the flash so i was addicted to like you know the, the rims on the car the docked hit the windows the maximus you know what i mean Is That lifestyle, um, nice, how you got the name premium you know premium came from a lot of different uh instances but i would say one was probably just sneakers like right? because premium air force ones okay. everything like that was like a premium you know was was what was, was it was like upper level, you know, upper echelon and premium was always the, the, the higher. And as I got older, you know, it's like funny. Cause I think anybody like, I was like, eh, should I keep going? You know, like premium P cause people are like, what's that? Or, you know,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: simple minded people. I remember one time I was at a sneaker event. Somebody came up to me and they were like, pardon me. I'm over here. You know? And, um, um, my sleep schedule is all messed up this this this, this <laughs> quarantine life is crazy um i remember somebody come up to my like, premium p right and i was like yeah no like oh man pleasure to meet you and i was like ah oh, man pleasure to meet you i always have weird i'm a weirdo when it
2: comes to that like
1: i always throw it back on somebody like i i i'm a weirdo in in in, in taking it like you know somebody like yo man i'm a big fan I'm like yo man nice to meet you man like, i'll cut them off i go like, like, man, shouts to you, man. You over here, you got the crazy denim jacket and I See, so you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that, that's what type of dude I am. You know, probably not a good thing. cuz like, you should learn how to take um, compliments. But I remember him saying, "Man, he's like premium Pete," and I was like, "Like, we already like we already met each other." I was like, "What is this guy saying?" In my mom, like, "What is he saying?" He's like, "Man, that just sounds fucking beautiful." And I was like, "Yo, the way he like, I remember the way he like." Admired the sound of it. I was like, "Yo, that's forever." Because he was like, "Yo, that's a cool fucking name," you know. Um, And yeah, so you know, sneak is lifestyle, just a premium. You know, you have like a regular, you have a premium.
0: Yeah. You know. So I mean, uh, I wanted to ask you, and I'm only bringing this up. It's not something I usually bring up because I know, you know, I kind of know like what street life is like. But you bring, you talk about it, or you've talked about it in the past and on the shows and whatnot. How how um, was it transitioning? Because I know you've been you've been in jail. You've been to jail. Yep. How was it transition, transitioning out of that lifestyle? I guess before yeah. you started podcasting or whatnot.
1: Yo, let me tell you, man. Um, sometimes I've been blessed to have a platform. I've been involved in thousands of episodes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I literally could say I talk for a living. Um, not just from podcasting, meaning like, Different business deals I'm doing, you know yeah. what I mean. Different, like right? everything is like on the move, on on the phone. Let's get on the call. Let's discuss. Let's try to, you know. Um, I still sometimes struggle how to articulate my feelings of how hard it is to stay out of trouble when you're not used to getting in trouble. Mm. Like people, regular people can never understand that. <laughs> um, I was addicted to fast lifestyle. I mean, don't get me wrong. I worked regular jobs too. And I but I was always addicted to a fast lifestyle. When I got in trouble, um, you know, and I went away for anyone wondering, you know, I'm sure people um I went away for, you know, possession and selling drugs, um, Mm -hmm. trying to make quick money, loved gambling, loved, you know, loved living the fast lifestyle. So it's like, you know, no value for money. Um and when you have no value for money, you have no value for your life. And and I remember telling people when and that's what got me back into you know sneakers too um i've always been involved but because if you sell drugs you can sell sneakers you know if you sell if you sell drugs you sell real estate
2: yeah
1: right i used to go back that's another thing i'm so blessed upon i used to go back i got invited back to the jails for like i don't know maybe like six times you know what i mean um and i would go back and talk to them and tell them like yo i was sitting in the seat right here where you are. Mm. Um, and go back. And I used to enjoy. It. I remember bringing my mother and father one time, um, and, and and it was a blessing. But the transition is tough. Remember, I came home, um, and I was paroled with like forty other kids from New York. Mm-hmm. And so you would go every, you know, most of them, you would go so every time you go to parole, you would see them. You know that number shot smaller and smaller. Next thing you know, this one. Like I remember being in parole, and then like dudes I was away with, I came home with, get locked up. In parole, you know what I mean? Dirty urine, um, you know, past curfew, um, you know. But I was focused, man. You know, I had a daughter and I missed her first day of school. Um, You know, I did three years, man. One of them was like, you know, 11 months of that was in the box. It was like, mine, 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 even to this day, I might like, fuck up my head. Um, But it made me a better person. Um, I was very focused on coming home and staying home, never going back and knock on wood and knock on everything Like you know, I,
2: I, I haven't. Um, you know, I'm I'm home, uh, you know, I don't know, 17 years, you know, um, 16 years,
1: maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe 15 years, maybe I don't know, I'm not totally sure, but it's definitely, it's definitely more yeah, than, <laughs> at least 15 years, at least 15 plus years and, and, and that's not, that's not the bite of part, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Meaning like, came home stayed home um the transition is tough but you got to be tough and i know that sounds cliche and corny but you know most of i will i will say this anybody listening most of the cliche and corny things are true you know um you know it's like when you think about all those little things like you know like it's the little things in life that make you happy that's like a cliche
2: yeah it's true at the end of the day it's true
1: you know, um look, you know, gas is a dollar fifty. I never seen that. Well, we ain't got nowhere to go. Um you know, but the transition was tough. Um, you know, I remember having DVDs and um, you know, we had nine o'clock curfew and PO would come to your house. And some dudes were like, wait, they like, see them like, yo, what's up, how you doing? Yeah, you know, I'm just here with my family. Uh you know, you wanna come in? you know. You know. And, and then, like you know, nine thirty, I get dressed and go outside. Yo, fucking PO's waiting outside. Lock them up. <laughs> and, but, yeah, I, I was. I remember I bought like a hundred DVDs and just was like can, can, committed to you Same. know stay. And, and yeah. And one thing I did was I challenged myself, and I'm thankful on that. And I remember I had a cousin who had a friend that had like a carpet cleaning business, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm a clean carpets." So I'm like, mm. and I did it. You know, I don't remember how much it was, maybe ten dollars an hour, which was draw. 12 and I did it, you know, and, uh, you know, I humbled myself, um, I challenged myself, but I also had a daughter and I also realized I wanted to be better and yeah. also realized I wanted to change my life around. And I also started to look at life through a different lens. Um, so, you know, uh, it was a tough transition, but i made, I made, I made sure that I wanted to never go back and I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful that, you know, I look back and and I say to myself, you know, it made me who I am today. You know, it made me thankful. It made me a caring person. You know what I mean?
0: And how, and how from there did you, you connect with, with combat and the rest of the guys from the show? Sneakers,
1: you know, I connected with Dallas Penn.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: okay. You know, I got back into sneakers, worked in retail, managed shops in the Brooklyn, in the city. um, You know, met a lot of, you know, different clientele. You know, I was,
0: that's, that's early. the thing about New York, man. You could, We could come back to what you were saying before, but when you're in cities like New York, you, you have the chance to meet random. Opportunities man. are endless, man. You yeah. could be at a bar
1: and be sitting next to a billionaire. Yeah, exactly. You don't even know. Exactly. I meaning, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even know, like, you know, it, it is insane. Like, meaning, like, you know, I, like, Early Drake became cool with him. Christian mm-hmm. Slater, Kelly Ripper, Darrell Revis, you know. Uh, Wayne Brady, you know. Peter Gation, who owns, like, <laughs> all the clubs, you know, like. Like all these people coming, I could keep on. I, I don't want to, Tiana Taylor, you know, like, you know, um, um, uh, uh, he, what's his name? Uh, Kwame. Um, so many people, you know, Buck Wild, you know, uh, just, just tremendous amount of people that were coming to see me, uh, clients of mine, um, friends, became friends of mine. Um, mm-hmm. that was the first time I always say, that was the first time that, um, when you're in New York, dude, you like you have thick skin. So you you know if you see somebody like yo, what's up, man? Like you know, I'm Jay Z, like you know, and what's yeah, up, Jay? Yeah. You know, like, you know, like <laughs> some people are like, oh my God, Jay Z. You know, where you like, yeah, what's up, Jay? Yeah, How yeah. you doing, man? Yeah, it's you know, good. You know, and you know, I I guess I would say I'm not starstruck, but when I realized that I could be a value and bring importance is when they were like, yo, I need those in a size 11. I'm like, yeah, we we only got a size 13 left. And they're like, can you get them? And I'm like, maybe. You know, and <laughs> i take my number. And I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about it. Like, you know, Wayne Brady or Kelly Ripper or Drake or Tiana Taylor. Who I, but we became friends with Tiana Taylor. She introduced me to Drake. Um, yeah. This is way early, way early. I'm talking about 2008, you know, 7 maybe, 2008 maybe, you know. um yeah man and, and 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 again i whenever I do interviews i mean I get interviewed instead of interview, I feel like I always forget i go on a tangent and I forget where the hell the question stem from,
0: yeah, um, but it's I was asking how did you oh yeah, connect me, you guys me from, yeah me me yeah
1: yeah so so me and Dallas Pam were cool uh he he's a big polo guy, you know, used to walk around with videos, you know uh, i mean a video camera, just take videos of him at sneaker stores and we were friends and mutual people and we met and we uh-huh. kicked it. Um, and at that time I started, I left retail in 2010 and I dropped this site called sneaker tube TV. And it was like, more of like a video sharing website. And you know, it was like kind of like, good. it was like a YouTube version of sneakers. Cause, and, and, and it wasn't a competition with YouTube, it was integrated with YouTube. You can actually bring over YouTube videos as well. Yeah. Um, with, with, with one, literally just copying a link. Um, I wanted to make it where, like, when you look for Black Cat 3s, like, you didn't see a Black Cat. Mm-hmm. You saw the Jordan. And, like, the, the channels were, like, Jordan, Asics. Well, I'm not saying Asics. I don't think I had ASIC, But Jordan, like, New Balance, like, you know, Adidas, Nike, Air Max. Like, shit like that. And you'll be able to, and, you know. And I built that. And, and I remember Dallas, he was always, always, and still is, uh, somebody who was a big believer of other people. And he was, like, oh, you got to come up. We just started this combat trajectory. You should come up and talk about it. And they were early in like three, four episodes in. It was only A King producing. Dallas Penn as a co-host and Combat Jack, and I was literally the fourth person to come on to them. And I literally came on as a guest and never left. I was there for yeah. you know six and a half years with him, um, and then he did the, you know, and 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 and, and then he did the, the show with just him and King for like the last right. like you know three quarters of a year I would say or a year until he passed away. Um, but we had cast members like crazy. We then got, after that, we had like Matt Raz and then DJ Ben Amin and just Blaze. And um, and then it was just, but when we made history, and I mean this, and this is, you know, it was just me and him. We went on some run. Um, yeah. Really, re- you know, yeah, like definitely. Chuck D, LL, Ice, you know, early D-Nice. I like, just really made waves. J. Cole, um, when he did three interviews for tour- he never did interviews, really. Yeah, he did Angie Martinez, I think David Letterman, and Combat Jack Show for mm-hmm. twenty fourteen Forest So Drive. Um,
0: and but yeah, you know. And do you, do you do you do you realize that you were part of, or even at the time, were you real did you realize that you guys were a part of something like? More bigger than us. Trailblazing, really.
1: Nah, man. You know, I get asked that question a lot, and 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 I don't think you okay. I have, two, I have two I have two responses to that. Mm. Um uh just to let people know uh that's me right there. Um uh right there. Say, hold on. See that's that's me trying to uh keep a positive mind at the beach. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my relaxation. I hope I get back there soon. Um
2: you know, it's a great question actually that you just asked me. I did believe there was something special um, because I was almost broke
1: and I would still, I was living out in Jersey and anyone who really messes with the combat jack show knows this. I would drive all the way in. It's cost like $50 in tolls and like $40 in gas. Yeah. And we were making no money, but I believed in it. And I remember my bank account was like the lowest I've ever had. It. But I would still come in and show my face because, and, and, and do the show because I believe there was we're on to something. And you know, so I did know but it took, you know, years to do that. But no, and I don't think anyone really knows in the beginning, like, you know, that you're gonna make history or that you're gonna be
2: admired or you're gonna be part of, you know, a, a, a door opening, you know, era yeah. of
1: helping inspire me, you know, and and, and a lot of your favorite podcasts that have really done great, great jobs, you know, have, you know, I mean, look, Nori started a podcast after, well, he says, I, I remember they mentioned, I think after the tax, I think he went to start it. He went on Tax Zone, but he went on, yeah. you know, Combat Jack Show and was like, yo, I should do this. Joe Budden mentions it, you know, people like, you know, it's a, a lot of the landscape, you know, Rap Radar scene, Elliot, Shasta Elliot and Shasta Ellie and of it. they seen what we were doing mm-hmm. um, and felt that they could, and, and, and of course, nothing wrong with it, and felt that they could bring their flavor um but no i don't think i think i knew after a certain a couple of years that we were onto something special and it felt it felt like you know friends became family it felt like an after-school program it felt fun it felt special
0: because y'all really un- set, not to control, you know, y'all really set the standard for what like a hip-hop podcast should be
1: yeah, because let's keep in mind, uh, your favorite rapper would go to the radio station by yo, my album's out, my album's out, go cop that, blah 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 piece, you know. Um, not really knowing that this dude went to therapy, that this dude, you know, um his father grew up this or he did this or or, or not really giving a chance for them to speak to their audience and their audience feel like that they can relate to them. Mm-hmm. Besides their lyrics, the way they grew up, you know what their mom and dad did, um the research that combat used to do that really uh, um spread off on me you know and, and really you know being under his tutelage um was amazing. this dude would lock himself in the door for six hours, you know what I mean um he shut off his phone and and i learned I learned a lot from him um and how he did that and you know to be a Pardon me for yawning, man. To be a part of, um, it, man, don't worry to about par- it. To, to to be a part of, um,
0: history when you don't even know it's being made, uh, it was something special,
2: you
0: know. And, and where do you see, um, now that you have your own show, you got a, a nice selection of guests, also. Yeah, right, congrats. Um, thank you, bro. Uh, I think it was, I think you had, you were speaking to Chris at some point, and you guys were talking, Chris Morrow, yeah, Chris Morrow, sorry, yeah. For those who don't know, um, yep. he runs the he runs the network that you're He's on. A
1: co-founder of Loudspeakers Network. He's um, exactly. an author, uh, very very intelligent guy in the podcast space. Mm-hmm. And actually, let me tell you something. Actually, okay. anybody who's I keep on saying this, but any whenever I say this, I feel like it's like a kind of like a moment to listen. And what I mean is for people who are listening or watching, um, how we met Chris Morrow, and he became the co-founder of Loudspeakers Network. First of all, the guy was in radio. Yeah, and a lot of things with the Breakfast Club. Was an author. Authored a tremendous amount of books. Um, he, you know, he's big done one. a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlemagne's both the Charlemagne's books. I think all of um, all Russell Simmons' books, all uh, Rev Run and Tyrese yeah. books. Um, a couple other people, and he's got big ones coming, um, even more than that. Uh, but the point I'm making is, I didn't know Chris Morrow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Combat didn't know Chris Mara. you Now we met him. He was a fan of the Combat Jack Show, and when PNC was it was the place that we started out in 2010. They in about 2012 they were doing renovations, and they said, "Hey, would we'll probably be about three weeks, maybe about a month, month and a half." Combat. I remember he called us all in the office. He's like, "Bro, if they say three weeks or a month, they mean three months. We can't we can't afford to. You know, we have to continue. We can't stop what we're doing." And me and we were like, oh, "All right, you know what I mean." Turn around. He puts out a tweet. Like, yo, we, you know, we, we need a studio, one's under renovation. Two days later, we're in a, we're in a studio with Chris Morrow. So he answered a tweet yeah. and then literally became a co-founder of the loudspeaker Network that he created with him. So think about how crazy that is. Yeah. Sometimes I hate, sometimes you can say, like, yo, I hate social media. Sometimes it's amazing.
0: When you make the best of it, I yep. mean, the best comes out. Look at this, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So, like I was saying, Chris, I was listening to Chris speak about the evolution of podcasting. Where do you, where do you see yourself going with this? Because obviously, I mean, you could you could do your podcast for the rest of your life, but there's yeah, evolution. yeah. You know, it's like I'm I mean, not
1: yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I'm not I'm I'm a competitive person, but I'm a competitive person with myself. Um, so what I mean by that is like I'm not trying to compete with anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I enjoy what I do in podcasting. Um, if you ask me what I do an every week podcast, um um if I did it today, no, I wouldn't do that. Um I've been doing it for ten years, um, releasing an episode, ten plus years. Um every week. I like, think about that. Every week for ten plus years. Uh you know, when I left Combat Jack show and I started my own, I hit the ground running, had a built-in audience. Um, I'm four years. I just celebrated four years. Congrats, and, and 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 thank you. And 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 it is a diverse. Uh, it's a diverse selection. I, I I try to keep it where it's like it's not. You you never know who could come on. I mean, yeah. I've had the founder of Venmo, and you know, to Gary V, to like a Styles P, to a Rest in Peace Prodigy, to 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 uh, you know whoever Victor Cruz who was on the Giants. You know, um, it's it's a very diverse crowd. Um, but if I would do it again, I, I can do it, you know, but if I, but, but I would tell someone doing a weekly podcast is cool, but I think creating shows and things that you like looking at the landscape and doing something different is cooler for, for, for the newer people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I wouldn't tell you not to do it each week, you know, but I would just say that like a space is more crowded.
3: Yeah. So it'll
1: be take more to grow more to make money so find different ways to make money i create a show and then try to like get someone to sponsor that show so it's not based off of numbers based off of like a history of something you're doing or 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 you know or a genre
0: or something you're doing i think Um, think a weekly podcast is a good way to start off and to 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 get your feet wet yeah then maybe moving on or a season or a season yeah and then maybe moving on or or creating something different but i completely agree with you
1: yeah, you know I think that um, you know there's a lot of space. I, you know, I I get hit up by so many people because besides you know hosting my own show and being in like I was saying at the beginning, I've scripted out shows. I've worked for multiple networks and helped them, uh, you know on 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 some of their podcasts they have on the network. Whether that be like you know uh, creating shows, you know, giving giving insight uh, of, of how to, you know how cheap. to get it done you know um and, and advertising and just knowing the space um and produce shows and everything um and i i always tell i get hit up all the time by people and always like oh if i do a podcast i don't want to do it like this one or i don't want and i get it you know but what i'm saying is just do it yeah you know i mean think of a good idea think of like don't like if you if you're inspired by the premium peach show like don't do the premium peach show do it better, or do it different, or, or 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 take some elements of it and then make some elements of your own, um, because I think that's what you get people to look at. i remember, I never forget. Yeah, I was in retail. I used to have somebody call me like, "Yo, uh, you know, I want to I want to carry my T-shirt brand in, in your store." And I'm like, "Oh, what is it?" Like, "Yo, it's just like LRG." I'm like, "Well, we carry LRG." <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't understand. You know, like. No, no. Well, we're not. You know, we're similar to them. And I'm like, you know, like, you know, I'm like, yo, you know, call me back when you could. You know, like, because it's like, why would I carry something that's similar to LYG? You know yeah. what I mean?
2: Yeah. Give
0: me your own story. So, the sneaker game. You're, you're, you've been into it for for a minute now. Uh, like for me personally, I was I was a big sneakerhead when I was younger. Um, I I didn't get the chance to keep going with that, but I feel like now it's like it's it's harder to be a it's harder to make they don't make as many collectible items as they used to mm-hmm. what do you what do you feel about that
1: yeah yeah well it's you know it's not first of all it's not it, it, it's gone global you know it's bigger than ever um i mean there's like 10 year 10 year old kids like you know buying and selling yeezys you know yeah. what i mean yeah. you know um it's 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 still a niche community, keep in mind, people have feet they gotta wear sneakers um but it it's bigger than ever and and it's it's i mean look at the n b a right think about the cameras that would come before people would go to games, you know what I mean yeah. I mean before they come into the uh, stadium
2: mm-hmm.
1: you would see well was what was will brown wearing was was Westbrook wearing um it's bigger than ever um I think that they try to make things that are creative um it's harder. It's harder to get. It's definitely a different game. I was able to be successful in it through relationships. And what I mean by that is, like, I was able to never have to wait online because of relationships. I was able, you know, um, and you built those relationships. And it doesn't matter who you who's not about who Premium P is. It was about, you know, I, I built a relationship and people were willing to do that. Um, now it's even hard. It's hard. It's hard. You know, like, yeah. is, you know, and you, you, you know, it's not easy anymore. So it's a, it's a tough game. Um, but I still love it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I still love it. I still remember it as memories. How many you got? You know, I, I'm down now. Uh, <laughs> I would say I had about seven hundred fifty, eight hundred at one point so in time. Probably got like, I don't know. Probably, I still got about
0: up to three hundred, maybe got okay. three hundred. Well, I got you, a
1: storage. I, I still got a
0: storage. Okay, you got a storage and, to keep them in. Yeah, yeah. And you still, you still I have, mean, have to, some things in there. Well huh? you have you, you have a shop? No, no more. I haven't I haven't worked in, I
1: haven't been involved in retail uh since two thousand and ten. You know? Okay, okay. As soon as I left and got on the combat jack show, I did not know what to do. And I fell into uh like I was saying, Dallas Penn. I created sneaker tube and the next thing you know I was on the Combat Jack Show after being a guest. So, you know, I said fuck retail. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna be somewhere where um I was held in, you know, it's cool. It's like retail, it's great. It's it's a tough business and shops to any passage.
0: mom and pop shop. What? I feel like it's a rite of passage.
1: Yeah, but it's like, the only thing is like, it's like having a restaurant, you know what I mean? It's like, you're stuck there. Like if You want to come see Premier Pete, you got to come to the shop. Yeah. You know, That's- it's like, you, you're married to it. And, you know, in the last 10 years of my life, I've been on the road with it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, like
0: remote, I could work from anywhere, you know? And um, coming back to to your daughter, you said you had a daughter. Um, yep. She just turned 20, which is crazy. And how to, like, because obviously you grew up in a, a kind of traditional Italian family, so they probably wanted yep. to specific type of careers. How do, how do you guide your daughter being a creative yourself now? It's, it's probably not something you ever thought you'd be doing, but how do you guide her to, like, career choices or whatnot?
1: You know... It's a great question because my family was like that, Mm -hmm. but not super strict like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe they think that, you know, for for a a less choice of words, I do think that they believe, like, go work 50 years, you know, uh, at this desk, retire, get a pension, and, uh, you know, live out and die. God bless. (laughs) Um, I don't think that they put it to me like that. I never really knew what I wanted to do growing yeah. up. So, you know, um, and it bothered me. It bothered me a lot when I was young because it seemed like a lot of, you, you know, you get compared, you know, you get compared. You know, I remember my father saying, hey, your friend, Joe, you know, yeah. this one is as a, a fireman or this one is this. Or, and people were figuring out, and it took me a long time to grow up and mature mm. and really know what I want. And, and for a while, I didn't, I didn't. And even if you ask me now, you say, you know, I, I wouldn't say, I, I don't know what I, I, I just want to be happy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. I just want to work on my own terms. I mean, there were years I made less money, but I was able to pick up my daughter from school mm. and I was able to, you know, work with people, not for people. Um. And that was a blessing. And And, you know, they always say it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. You know, they talk about 10,000 hours, you know, yeah. just if you don't, you're not willing to, you know, to the wheels fall off, things ain't going to happen. You know, I've seen a lot of people, they work two jobs and they want to do a side hustle, but you know, it's like, if you're not willing to sleep less, it may not happen. And in the beginning, again, remember how I said, figuring out who works here, who does here, you know, learning how to, your colleagues, your peers. Yeah, Yeah it's like if you're not willing to put in that work that takes a long time yeah because first you just become a kid that's come around First, you, you know cool you meet you know it's like, like i'm gonna give examples like right now mm-hmm. you know like steps you know you email me right oh actually they told me i i uh uh one of somebody who works on a premium petro uh twitter yeah. told me that somebody reached out boom you email me um and now we're here and it's like you can't you know you know it's like it's a process,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Maybe the holiday come, you shoot, you know, you yeah. shoot. Yo, hey, oh, happy hey, holiday, you know. And right?
0: yeah. also, like, I think it's knowing when you're ready. I think if, for example, I had zero guests and zero website and zero episodes, it would have been like, I mean, you know, it'd be like maybe not. Maybe further down the road. Yeah, you build
1: a catalog. Yeah, you see somebody's doing something.
0: Um, and I believe it's big on approach in
1: the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also about like not trying to have ulterior motives, yeah. you know I think and, and 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 you know I've had people on my podcast who have be- then become friends mm-hmm. that I consider family, you know if you ever say heard me sit down with people, you can tell there's some genuinecy relationships there, yeah, uh, you know, like kill Mike Bum B, you know, um, I can keep on going, I hate your naming names, but uh you know like pure pureness even. Even Joseph Secor, who mm-hmm. placed, you know Tommy Egan on Power, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was that white like power. I mean, dear friend of mine, um, great guy. You know what I mean? It's like you know, it's not only like friends because of podcasts. You build on top of that, but it's got to be real. It's got to feel real. It's got to be pure, and that's not something I could create for you. Yeah, not meaning you, mean yeah. in general. So, it's important. It's important, man. It's important to not burn bridges. It's important to. To it's important, you know I gotta drop this gem on you. Uh, I told this to somebody the other day, older than me, and he he loves it and respects it, but I started making money a lot of years. I didn't make a lot of money
2: um but I was able to enjoy life mm-hmm. um I was able to do what I liked to do um, you know I do want to say this. And I'm going to get it out.
1: Uh, it's like I feel like I'm in swell motion right now because I want to make sure I say it right. Uh, but, you know, when I started to make money is when I stopped taking
2: things personal. You know, I, feel you. I used to take shit. I used to take shit personal. And you know, don't.
1: Keep it moving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and when it comes around, it comes around. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it moving. Keep it focused. Keep it. Keep it processing. Keep keep your eye on the prize, uh, but don't take it personal and don't act off your emotions. Don't burn bridges. You never know, man. You never know. Um, you know, you never know.
0: I agree with. And um, coming back to the combat, man. Um, this it's. I don't even think he like. Um, maybe it's because he seemed like a very humble guy, but I don't even think he understood the impact that he had on a whole generation of of yeah. creatives and podcasters, man. Was
1: yeah, that, he was
0: uh was that he, was that he, was what? he was that something that you think he, he he had the chance to realize? I do. Not fully,
2: but I do. Um unfortunately I feel like we live in a world where people give people
1: their flowers when they're gone. Um but I know he's looking down happy and proud and that the space is, is, is well and live and, and giving people voices mm. and giving people voices that, you know, and giving people inspiration. Like I remember Joe Budden saying something one time that like when combat was doing like three hour episodes, they felt like so far fetched. Like what the fuck? Are you doing? <laughs>
2: um, now it's like almost the norm. Yeah.
1: You know, um,
2: you know, he, he was a humble guy. I want to give a, I want to tell you a quick story. Um, me and him went to like some type of
1: like event mm-hmm. it was like people around the, it was like a one of those like affairs where you sit down you know eat dinner and it was like you know maybe you were on the table and me in combat and somebody else a couple other people you know i didn't know you but like, yeah, let me yeah. give an example and they went around the table and they're like you know what do you get what do you do and like, you know oh i'm a real estate agent you know
2: oh what are you doing you know i'm a lawyer
1: what do you do you know and they came to combat and I'm for sure. He was a lawyer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what do yous do? Actually, they pointed to both of them because we were talking when they asked us. He's like, "Oh, we have a podcast."
2: And they're like, "Oh, what's it called?"
1: And we, we had said so we have a show, and he said, "Well, a podcast." And he says, "What's the course?" He said, it's the Combat Jack Show. Uh, and, and and you ever heard of it? He's like, "No." He's like,
0: "That sounds cute." <laughs> like I said, I appreciate uh, you a lot, man. Of course, man. Stay up, Bless him, man. You too. Have a good night.
1: Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> like, fuck
1: Premium Pete.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: yo, you're a lawyer, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like don't look at me like oh cute. Like 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 you know, but he believed in podcasting so much that he was willing to rep it no matter what. You know, mm-hmm. not like yo, I'm
2: a lawyer first and we also do this, but no. And you know, he believed in it so much, man, and you know,
1: he was burnt out from all those years of entertainment law, and I think he just wanted to prove to himself that he could be something else. And he did. He proved to the world. We used to be in A3C 2011. We used to be in the elevator, like, yo, what are you guys here for? Oh, we're a combat jack. Have you ever heard of him? Like, nope. He's like, yo, PC,
2: they don't know who we are.
1: And then 12, like, we we're taking pitches in the elevator. 13,
2: you know, 14, you know, 15, 16. I think his last one may have been 17 or 18.
0: I'm not sure, maybe. So, but, so, I mean, like I said, it was, it was you, you guys, I can't even say him cause you were part of that. And you guys really, really did something. Again, I think you, you probably saved a lot of lives cause there's a lot of people that come from the streets and tax is one of them. And unfortunately, you know, it yeah. went left, but a lot of people came from somewhere where they didn't really know what to do and podcasting and not only being in front, but behind the mic also. Um, Probably saved their lives and gave them, uh, gave them hope or gave them, gave them a, a a way in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just I mean, like think think regular guys. A different part of that. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. You know, I'm thankful. I'm blessed and I'm proud and I'm honored. You know, it's just regular guys. I remember, Combat had been like, yo, look at us. We ain't no radio guys. Mm. And, uh, but I think if you have passion and you believe in something strong enough, mm-hmm. you can make that shit happen. You mm. know, he always said, dream those dreams, and he did. And, 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 and he prepared for it like a soldier and he went out there and, and, and I remember him telling me something one time he was like sometimes you go after shit and sometimes it pulls you this shit is pulling me
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like well let it pull you and you know um, I miss him every day man but I uh, you know, I was proud to like I said be a part of it and uh, you know I really sometimes feel that he looks down on us and me I feel like he's been a part of my life uh as crazy as that sounds, yeah. Uh, so many things have happened, and doors have opened up for me. And I'm like, he's like, like, are you doing that up there? You know. <laughs> um, and um, but yeah, man, it was special,
2: and and you know, I just 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 thankful that I had the chance to share those memories, man.
0: You know. And before before we leave, I'm gonna ask you to do one small thing for me, man. I want you to give the combat the combat's line that he always used to close out with. I don't know if I can do the whole thing. <laughs> That's it. That's
1: it. That's it. Internets, you know what time it is. Dream those dreams, man up and woman up and live those dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white and the world revolves in technicolor and surround sound. Blau. And I used to be like, chit, chit. Um, on, on most of you here, chit, chit. You know? Um,
0: <laughs> like I said, I'll you right. a lot, man. Um, of course, man, stay up, blessings, man. You too, have a good <laughs> night. Okay.
3: And <laughs> when they swing that way to the right, you swing to the left, you heard oh. be Woo! Damn, I ain't been broken a minute. Don't get it fitted. So off the bow in the billy, fuckin' your hoe in the kidney, fuck up the city. Dance, I, jiggy. Gunna under this finny. I like it, I spin it. I just came right out of jewelry. the ice on my neck and my wrist and my fist, I ain't finished. I was just working at Dennis. Came back and counted some millions. I ain't no regular civilian. Red, yellow, green. Look like my neck a chameleon. Uh, okay, spin it. Uh, damn, I ain't been broken a minute. I hate this bitch, he offended. I'm a Javinci offended, then let me finish. I Chevy for 40 My scam busting bustin' bottles off the OA I cannot cuss you fucking on my bros, eh? I just can't fucking treat it like a throwaway Ooh, damn, I ain't been broke in a minute I'm at the mall out of business I need a swipe in a digit calling up chaos He did 250 on bitty It ain't no biggie, uh Montclair kick it Fuck that little bit made of hitty She wanna leak it She wanna send it Ayy, fuck that bitch My face wasn't in it Damn, bitch do scams all bitty Bands on my hand look pretty Hit another band on the grandma litty when I was broke, man, she fronted, but then I got rich and I hit it Homie, I do dance, I jiggy Weed is so strong, I feel like I'm popping off the spinning I cut the corner and bend it Bitch, I'm a menace like Dennis Don't sell me pussy, I need a percentage If you gon' fuck me, this shit is expensive strong Rack, swipe my gift Damn, I ain't been broke in a minute Ayy